We all crave connection. At our core, we all want to feel loved and understood. Hi, I'm Nechami, founder of Carmela Cosmetics, a company that produces high-performance natural beauty products and is dedicated to uniting and empowering women through the power of color. This is We Are Women, a podcast where women speak their truth and celebrate their victories. This podcast came about as a way to give a voice to all women because we all have stories to share. It's a place where we'll learn about each other and ourselves, dive into important issues that affect us, discover all that we have in common, and make some memories. So pour yourself a glass of bread and get comfortable. Every night is ladies' night, and we are women. first met Michal Goldfein when she interviewed me for her podcast, which was such a great experience. I got to know her a little bit through that. We had been following each other for a while on Instagram, and I had seen her passion for fashion, literally. During this interview, she shared with me how growing up as an only child with her mom and aunt cultivated her own style and love of fashion. She now is a writer. She's a journalist for the Jewish press. She writes a fashion column. She's also a podcast host and a fashion blogger. During Michal's third pregnancy, after two healthy childbirths, she suffered a devastating miscarriage. And tonight, Michal joins me to share her experience and walk me through her thoughts and emotions both during and after her loss. Michal also discusses the importance of having a supportive network of family and friends which helped her get through this experience. As you listen to this interview, you'll hear how Michal is such a positive and optimistic, joyful person and has such a love of life and it's so contagious. Michal will leave you feeling hopeful and positive to welcome the future and what life has in store. Listen in and be inspired. I grew up as an only child and I just like I actually really enjoyed it because I like the solitude people always ask me like oh did you ever want a sister or brother and um I kind of like enjoy just you know doing my own thing and I had a lot of friends in school and like that became like my you know I was like really always at someone else's house hanging out there um I think it pushed me to be more outgoing like how I am today and, and yeah, the only thing I didn't like was that if something, you know, if I got in trouble, I didn't have anybody else to blame it on. So there was that. That's so funny. Cause I was going to say that you're such a, you have such an outgoing personality and I would have always assumed that you were a total extrovert growing up because of the way you are now. <laughs> yeah. So I think it like, yeah, I mean, I guess it, 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 it developed into, into that, which was, you know, which which I'm happy about now. Like I just love being around people and, you know, I'm always, my kids get super frustrated because they're like, every time they're trying to leave somewhere, I start a conversation with someone and they're like, oh my God, there she goes again. We're never going to leave. <laughs> that's so funny. So yeah. So that's, uh, that's my childhood growing up. Right, that's so funny. I wonder if it helped you also, you know, develop into like the fashion blogger that you are today because you have to constantly communicate with companies and even going on stories, like speaking to audiences and putting yourself out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, for sure, it it's, uh, I, I don't think, like, I don't take it for granted because I know that for a lot of people, it doesn't come so naturally to them. 
Um, and, and another thing is just like, you know, growing up, I didn't have everything, you know, handed to me on a silver platter. Like I had to, um, you know, work like when I was 16, I did telemarketing and when, and like, you know, and I babysat and I was super excited if I went to forever 21 and I bought myself one skirt, you know, that season. Um, so like it not like having a lot of money growing up it made me, you know, want to be ambitious and push myself and, you know, want to, like I said, if I'm not going to do it, nobody else is, you know, like I have to make myself you know, if no one else is going to go to college for me or like, you know, how am I going to go to college? You know, how am I going to afford college? So I had to be resourceful and, and just work hard. That's so great. Yeah. It's so interesting because I feel like that's a common denominator that I see with a lot of successful people that they didn't come from a lot. You know, they really had to work at it and that develops character and also talent and skill. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously it would have been nice to have like, you know, a little bit of something, you know, like a balance, like somewhere in between. But um, I think, uh, you know, I really appreciate what I have. And, um, you know, I don't think, I mean, I hope, I hope that I never get over that like excitement of, you know, getting something new or accomplishing something. Like, I hope I never lose that. I'm sure you won't because I feel like you're just a passionate and you're a passionate person. Like, you live with excitement. And I see that. Like, it comes across in your posts and your stories, the way you speak. Even when you interviewed me on your podcast, that was the first time we actually, like, really, like, spoke. And right away, I was like, wow, she is, like, a passionate woman. <laughs> like, exciting. Like, the way you talk, it's like, you feel, like, energized speaking with you, you know? <laughs> Oh, yay. I'm so happy. I mean, you know, because like, I, I try, you know, like I, I'm very, usually very optimistic, you know. Um, but obviously, you know, you go through things in life, and then kind of like, you know, it's sometimes it, it's hard to be that way. But overall, in general, I'm usually a, a happy person. Right, right. Yeah. Wait, okay, let's talk about um now that you brought that up, I was going to, I actually want to, I was going to talk about fashion blogging a little bit and segue into it, but I think that we'll do that at the end if we have time. So let's just start, let's just talk about the topic at hand. Um, so first of all, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me about your experience like with miscarriage, because this is a very, obviously a very, very sensitive topic. You know, uh, it happens to be something that so many women go through and it's just not spoken about enough. So could you, let's just start by you sharing your experience. Yeah. So, I mean, um, basically I was, I think it was about like 18 weeks pregnant and this was like five, I mean, way more than five years ago. What am I even saying? I think this was before I had, my son is 10. So this is like 10 years ago. Um, and, um, you know, it was like totally unexpected. I was already showing, I was already like, you know, people knew that I was pregnant. And then like the next thing I knew, I was like, you know, had some bleeding and had to go to the hospital and had to, you know, actually, you know, deliver. And it was just like the whole thing, you know, first of all, like it felt very real to me that like, like, 
I already had that attachment to the human being that was living inside of me. So that was like a very big struggle to obviously, you know, let go of that on an emotional level. Like you, you kind of like, it's like you experience a a loss, you know, it's like a, you know, like a, it's like a relationship that you had that now is not there anymore. So it was really, it was definitely difficult. And there was a lot of, you know, thoughts of doubt of like, oh, you know, if I would have done, if I would have done this, then it wouldn't have happened. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have gone swimming, you know, the night before, maybe whatever, like you kind of like second guess everything that you did. Um, And so even though, yes, at the back of your mind, you know, that it was meant to be. And, you know, there wasn't anything that you could have done differently. But, you know, it kind of like, it does affect you mentally. For sure. Yeah, I think what you're referring to is like, a lot of I've heard that many women kind of blame themselves. Even though, yeah, it's not their fault. Like, it's just, so that's what it sounds like you're saying, like, you have to like, kind of like fight against that. Yeah, so definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And it's like the type of thing that like, people can tell you, like, they can say like, it's not your fault, but then you don't internalize it. Um, So it takes time to do that. Um, I actually, you know, went to therapy. And it really helped a lot, like tremendously. Um, And then I would say like, you know, like six months to a year after that, then I was like, okay, back to, back to myself. Wow. That's incredible. That's, I feel like that's pretty fast, but it seems like you took the initiative and you went and you got the help that you needed. Yeah, because, well, because I was like, part of what I was trying to do was control things because basically when something like that happens to you, you lose, con- like you you, you all of a sudden, like you, we go about our lives and we think that we have control over the things that happen to us, but we have no control. (laughs) So, 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 so what happened was, is that I started to, you know, like try to like, I, I kind of was like OCD a little bit. Like I was like trying to control everything, you know, like, and when so I had to kind of like that was part of why I needed to go to the therapy to kind of realize that like you know to let go and know that it wasn't it what it wasn't my fault and that um I'm trying to think yeah all of those things basically yeah. I mean, listen, thank God I, ha- after that, you know, I was able to have my son and I felt so much better. And the whole, the whole experience though, like really, well, first of all, I felt really sad for people who experienced that as like the first time they ever um, get pregnant, you know, like that was already after I had healthy children. So I knew that I could have have kids healthy kids I had that capacity in me you know so I I was the whole time I was thinking like oh my gosh if this happened to me when it was my first child like how would I feel so right it's interesting that you say that because 
maybe it's like another level of having when it happens when someone's like first pregnancy um but also because you had already had a couple so you had two children already yeah did you feel like you're as if like your body like betrayed you because it was like you were used to you know getting pregnant and having the child having the baby so how did you can you tell me about that like how did you work through those feelings yeah. So because what you think is you go through life and you feel like you're invincible, you know, you're like, oh yeah, this is like so easy. No big deal. You know, like, I mean, it, it you know, you feel like, but then when something like that happens to you, you're like, wait a minute, you know, this is for all those things to happen in the correct series of events and like happen the way they're supposed to be so that nine months, your body goes through this to deliver like that's like a huge miracle you know that just doesn't it's it's not it's not simple we just think it's simple yeah totally (laughs) so so um you know I you know what I think that I how I work through it I think that first of all I found out that a lot of women go through it and when it happened to me women said oh yeah I also had a miscarriage, but people were walking, women were walking around. They haven't, people have miscarriages every day, but maybe because like, it's really early on, nobody knows that they were pregnant. You know, they don't share that experience with you. So when it happens to you, you're, you feel like you're the only one, you know, you feel like you're alone, but knowing that you're not alone and that other women go through that, you're like, you know, you don't feel like you're, um, you're not like this, you know, ostracized or like anything like that. And you, you get, you gain comfort from other people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. There's something about support. And I always say this, but that's so like, that gets us through the hard times and when other people are going through, especially when other people have been through the same th- or similar experience, I should say, then that really is like helps you get through it. Because if you feel like you're all alone, like you're the only one going through this like awful experience, then that's like a real cause for depression and just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you were saying it when we had that podcast together with the, you know, because I know that um, with your cosmetics line, with your lipsticks, you know, you uh, try to like create this community of women that support each other and like a sense of sisterhood. And you see how like different people with, you know, different, um, you know, disorders, like I think one of them was endo, how does it? Yeah, so like, I remembered. Okay. (laughs) So, so, so yeah, so like knowing when they, when it's like raising awareness makes such a big difference because when you know other people have gone through it or you have people like a support group or you have someone to talk to about it, like it just makes such a big difference. For sure. And that's why I wanted to have you on to talk about this because I'm sure a lot of women... And really also because of the way that because as you said like you did I'm not gonna use the word get over it because it's always gonna be part of you I'm sure you know like that baby that was yours you know what emotions you know overwhelmed you then and then now so I think that now I know for a fact that nothing that I could do had anything to like led up to it you know I did and just like, it's more about trust. 
like trusting yourself. You know, it's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like how to, how to explain it, but like, like, like I'm good, you know, I'm good. I know I can make decisions, you know, like the decision and, and like, I know how to make healthy, you know, rational decisions and that knowing like trusting in yourself that you're, you know, like you're a, a competent person and that you're, you can, you can make those choices and that you're, I, it's kind of like a self-confidence of the mind. I don't know. <laughs> yes. No, I totally understand. Explain like, it. I like, am enough. Like, we're, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like that, that, you know, like just the same as like, you know, we we're confident in like, how I could be confident in choosing an outfit and that I, that I know how to put it together and that I look good. I should also be confident in like, in myself, like that in my inner, like, like who I am as a core. Yeah. I got what you're saying. Kind of like, you know, when we're, yeah. Like kind of like, like when I walk around, I was always like, you know, I used to be when I was younger, like I would doubt myself, like, oh no, did I hurt so-and-so's feelings? Or like, I was very worried about what other people, other people's perception. And, you know, like if I did something wrong, but now I'm like, you know, if I did something wrong, like Michal, you're going to know it. You are going to know because it's going to be so out of character. And also like, you just, you just trust that like you're, you're the, you're the, a person, a human being that, you know, cares about other people, cares about what you do, cares about your impact. And yeah, I think it's really trusting yourself. Yeah. And knowing that you are capable and that you have, like, you're doing the best you can. You're made in the image of God. And like, you're, you, I know what you're saying, like, I, I'm also trying, like having a hard time with like the words, but like, yeah, but it's hard like, to come up with them for sure. Yeah. But there is something about like being a divine being and having the, the strength and power to, you know, perform really what seems to be, um, mundane or just natural things, but that they're truly miracles, you know? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so what you're saying is that you, like at the time you were struggling with that and then you had to like work towards getting to this place of like really believe yes. yourself your body okay okay no, that makes sense so could you share because we, we just spoke about support but could you share like who like your support system like who who was involved who helped you out emotionally you know everything physically even I'm sure you needed help with like food dinner whatever it was you know so um I think like you know my my husband my mother-in-law she's a psychologist um, and it's just funny cause she like talks about now, like, um, she works with like trauma and, um, I, I, I feel like she probably referred me to someone like, oh, this is a good person to see cause, and, uh, just, yeah. And, and some, some friends and like, you know, my grandmother was like, oh yeah, it happened to me like four times. And I'm like, what? you know, you never told me that or, you know, things, you know, so those people. Yeah. Do you have any advice for what women can do to help their friends or family who are going through like specific things that they could do for for their friends? Um, I think it's just like listening to 
someone's experience because sometimes people they just want um they just want someone to sympathize with them and to hear them out and like to validate so I would say like that find someone who will like truly listen to you you know someone that you trust that you could confide in that makes sense but how about for someone who sees their family member or friend going through it so what could they do to help their friends um yeah I think to validate to validate how their friend is feeling like you know to say like I I obviously they if they didn't go through it they can't say you know like oh I understand what you're going through but um maybe to just like give them like give them like a you know some praise right like make them you know like remember you know their it's kind of like you know how we give children you know positive reinforcement it's like the same kind of idea like you know we want like I would say to a friend if you know god forbid she went through that you know like you know to you know tell her you know like oh you know you're look how much you've accomplished you know look at you're you're such a you know this is you're such a great human being you know like this is not like the be all and end all this is one experience in in a whole lifetime right. type of thing yeah that's really nice and how about like you know how people say like <laughs> no, I'm laughing because like you know like in every situation it's really not funny but like in every situation that someone has gone through something people sometimes say things that are really either inappropriate or hurtful so is there anything specific that you could think of? You know, of course, we're not like going to talk about like what someone said to you necessarily, but like things that people have said, you know, in general or whatever that um, what they shouldn't, what people should not say to their friends who are going through. Um, I mean, I think other than saying like, oh, you know, you, you know, you need to lose weight or something. <laughs> like, I really don't know like what, what someone should, I'm trying to think of like what someone shouldn't say. Um, I just think that like, don't pin, don't try to pinpoint, don't try to pinpoint a reason, you know, it's, it's not about like finding a reason for what happened. Um, and like, just listen, just listening to them, like, say like, like, like I, you know, you, you could tell me, you know, like just being there, hearing them out, hearing their experience. Um, yeah, I think that would be it. That's a great, that, that's a really great one happens to be because I think that very often people, when they hear about something tragic that someone else went through, or even like a problem, you know, and they start trying to pinpoint what it was. And you're like, there's no, like, it's from God. It happens. Let's just like, help me, like, encourage me and help me just move forward and, you know, with positivity. So I, so that's a really great point. So at what point, did you start like getting into the fashion, um, you know, niche? The whole industry. industry. And the whole industry. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know it's kind of, um, I don't know. You know what? It just makes me, I guess it just like goes back to like what makes you happy. So like the worst thing to do is just sit there and wallow. And like, obviously like you, 
you, when I have, when I'm having a bad day, I try not like, I mean, whatever. I was in a car accident like a few weeks ago. Thank God I'm fine. Everything is okay. But I'm saying like, just to use that as an example that like, that like for the rest of the day, it like that, that thing that happened to you just like sits there and it's like this looming cloud of gloom. Right. Um, and obviously no one's saying that you're supposed to just like be super duper happy after you have a miscarriage. Like, no, that's impossible. But I think that involving yourself in the things that you're passionate about and involving yourself in things that make you fulfilled, ultimately like make you stronger. So I think that that's like, it's just like, I love, I love fashion. It makes me happy. Um, it, I, I feel like it's a way to express myself. Um, it's something that, you know, and not to even to say like this, not even to come off in like a egotistical way, but in more of like, you know, when you know you're good at something, it makes you just feel good. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you're, you know, your makeup and when, when you come out with that color and you work so hard at it and you put all your effort into it and you, and you're like, whoa, like you feel like a rock star when that lipstick color, you know, comes out. That's how I feel when anything that has to do with, with, with fashion. Yeah. Right. So was it after the miscarriage that you started getting more into it or were you always into it? Um, no, I think I, w- I was always, I was always into it. Um, I kind of put the whole, like that, that part of like the fashion thing on the side because I have little kids and, um, you know, I was, I worked during the day as a special, ed- special ed teacher. So it, I kind of felt like I didn't have time to do you know, to do both. And then recently, like in the past few years, I started doing the fashion on the side and incorporating it, you know, with the, with my podcast and with Instagram and writing for the Jewish press. And like, you know, they all came together. Wow. Okay. That's so cool. So when did you start your Instagram account? Cause I feel like you've been around like at least since I've started like since I I've been on Instagram I feel like you've been on Instagram um I think two years yeah okay so yeah it's about the same time that's so funny I remember like seeing you before you launched your blog well you must have had so okay so so once you launched your your um your Instagram that was like your blog and like two years ago and that's when you actually started like getting like into it like full force yeah it basically all started with the um It all started with the, I started out with the Instagram and I, uh, I'm trying to think, um, and, uh, you know, it was kind of my way to like, like get into the fashion again, you know, like to start dabbling in it and like just exploring that whole thing. Like, oh, I'm getting dressed anyway. Like every day I took the time to do you know like to put together an outfit and I took I like I you know put so much time into it I'm like well why aren't I taking pictures of what I'm putting together and like why aren't I showing that to people so it was kind of like like I've always like I've been doing this for like 
whatever you see on Instagram, I've been doing for like already like 20 years already. <laughs> like I've already been putting these like crazy outfits together and like mixing high and low and going vintage shopping and like, you know, you know, layering and I'm doing all the things. Like it's, it's not like I just decided to do it. I always did it, but then I was like, okay, now I need to, I'm going to document it. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so why did you start writing for the Jewish press? So I first started out actually writing for the five towns Jewish times. And then, um, then I kind of like through a few connections, like a friend of a friend or whatever, I, you know, asked them if I could write a fashion column and they said, they said yes. And that's when that, well, because I'm, I've been an, I'm an English major. I was an English major and I always loved writing. So it's kind of like the combination of two things, my love of writing and the love of fashion. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. So was it always like a dream of yours to become a writer? Is that why you, you majored in English? So I actually, for a while in college, I wanted to, I was thinking about maybe being a journalist or a reporter, but it just didn't seem feasible kind of like with uh, being an Orthodox Jew and uh, having a family. I just, I, I don't know. It didn't seem like, like, oh, that's a real job, you know, like people actually, you know, write and, uh, and, you know, report on things. Like, does that actually, like, do people actually do that? Um, but when I realized that people like, that's something that you can do and also that it could be more part-time than, you know, then everything clicked. Right. That, that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause the Jewish press is like such a well-known and like prestigious newspaper. So, um, yeah, I know that's really cool. So was, was there anyone specific who inspired your fashion journey or, or your love for fashion? Um, I think I would say my, my mom, definitely. She has really always been, always loved fashion. Um, always like there would be fashion magazines around growing up and, yeah, I think she just, she really inspired me. Wow. Even though we have very different tastes, you know, yeah. like we don't, but, but um, I think that that's, that was definitely growing up with two like women, basically like my mom and my aunt who raised me. That was like, that was definitely a big part of it. Right. That makes total sense. While you're into fashion, growing up with the mom, the fashion aunt, just three women well a girl and two women yes. and that that's a great a great place to like you know foster that connection and appeal for fashion so that's very cool what's your favorite part of fashion blogging um that's a good question um I just like no, like I like seeing like what's out there you know like I think that it's just really inspiring like it's so cool to just there's so many, so many brands and so many different, um, I just, I'm just amazed at like the entrepreneurs and just the people out there, um, their drive to come out with like the best products, 
whether it's in fashion or it's in beauty. I just like, I just love, like, it's, it's always changing. There's always something new. That's really exciting. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and you are amazing at putting looks together. I mean, honestly, Michal, it's so funny because what you just said about your, that you have different style than your mom. I was thinking to myself, I mean, your style is every style because literally like if you, whatever you want to wear, like if, no matter what style someone is, is drawn to, they'll find that style on your page because you go vintage or more conventional, classic, or just like super colorful. I'm like, how did, did she think of putting that together? <laughs> you know? Oh, you're so sweet. I try. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I just, I just like to have fun. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going into my closet today, but I wore this already. So just because I wore it already doesn't mean that I can't like add a different belt that day or like try it with a different pair of boots or like different, you know, so so yeah, I just, um, thank you. I really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. Does your daughter love it? So it's funny because I have two teenage daughters. They're one is 16, one is 15. My 16 year old daughter is very like sporty, like casual, walks around in Converse all day, even on like Saturday, like if we're going to synagogue or whatever, she wants to wear sneakers. The struggle is real. Okay. Um, no, like she will not. She's like, I don't even want to wear makeup on my wedding day. She says, I'll change her mind. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, she's really, she's beautiful, like naturally beautiful. So like, you know, um, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But nothing, whatever, nothing wrong with enhancing your beauty a little bit, you know. Um, but uh, but there's that. And then my other daughter will will steal things from my closet, and um, she's like much more girly and more into the like you know the the clothes and the makeup and all of that. Right, right. So it's it's interesting. That's so funny. Yeah, I feel like that happens so often. It's like one kid's like that one kid, especially when they're so close together, like they each have to make their like define themselves and have their individuality. So one is going to like go one way and the other one will go the other way, you know? Yeah, for sure. But like the biggest compliment is like when the one that's like not into fashion will say to me like, oh, that's a really pretty dress or like she'll compliment me. And I'm like, oh my God, like I've struck gold. Like if she <laughs> says it's nice, it must be really nice. <laughs> she noticed. So funny. And how, like who takes your pictures for you? Like so mainly my husband, but sometimes husband, yeah. I'll ask my kids to do it. It's a family effort, <laughs> a full on family affair. How does your husband feel about the whole fashion? um he you know what he's really supportive like you know he'll make his like he's very sarcastic so he'll be like he'll make his like jokes about it like he makes jokes about everything else but I do think that he sees that it's you know not all fluff and that it's it's well he sees I enjoy it and he sees that it's serious you know to me like I'm I'm serious about it you know right for sure so that's so great. So you have your own podcast called The Fashion Detour. Do you want to tell everybody what that's about? 
Sure. So on my podcast, I interview different designers or um, creative directors, you know, people who founded their own brands in fashion and in beauty. And I interview them and I really just find out what their inspiration is, like what 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 started them on that path whether it was like that career path or like where they gained the inspiration for their brands um i also asked them what what challenges they face because everybody faces challenges and i just really feel like it sheds a lot of insight on you know the the behind the scenes of how something started from nothing and turned into like flourished into what what they see today so yeah that's awesome I love your podcast thank you it's fun (laughs) it's fun to listen to entertaining you know yes yes but that's what they're supposed to be right I try to like not make things you know too I I try not to make it too serious right right like now with the corona and everything you know we need to like you know, lighten things up. Absolutely. Yes, totally. Sometimes we don't realize that subconsciously we were drawn towards certain things because of our experiences. And it's interesting because you mentioned how, you know, you were an only child living with your mom. And I, I, I would love to hear how, if you think that that had anything to do with the fact of the inspiration aspect, which is like your mom loves fashion, you love fashion. But if that was kind of like, for lack of a better word, like an escape for you, or like something like, you know? Yeah. So, um, I definitely think that it like, because it was hard, you know, I didn't have like such an easy childhood. Definitely. There was that element of the fashion being, uh, an escape from reality and, but like, not, not, like to me, it was a very positive thing, you know, like I wanted something to be, to be excited about, you know, like it was almost like that was like the fun, um, you know, part where I got to explore and I got to like express myself. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. So that, that's really what I meant. Just like, as like a, like a fun escape that your positive place to be when you kind of like were in your own head or thinking, you know what I mean? Sometimes. I yes. Think that, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like when you read a book and you're like transported and you're kind of like in your own imagination, it's the same thing, but with the fashion that like, I was just able to kind of lose myself in that and it's and it's also like beautiful things you know it's like we we all need to be like surround ourselves with that sometimes yeah for sure so this is the question that I ask everybody um which is what is something that you hope the next generation of women won't have to struggle with Hmm, that is a really good question I would love it if we wouldn't have to struggle so much with confidence in who we are as capable strong women um I think that and that also just to like that we'll have more positive relationships with other people yeah that's great yeah for sure okay and where can people find you if they want to learn more about you yes 
Um, they can look me up on Instagram at the Fashion Detour. They could also see my um, fashion weekly fashion column on the JewishPress.com, and they could also see my listen to my podcast that's on iHeartRadio and Spotify, and hear all those um, fun fun interviews that I've done. And they can email me too, Michal at the Fashion Detour, with any fashion questions awesome okay i'm gonna actually put all the all that information in the show notes so they'll be able to visually see it <laughs> yay i'm so um, excited yeah, yeah. thank you so much michael for joining me today and sharing your story i really appreciate it thank you that's all for tonight thanks so much for listening connect with us on instagram facebook and tiktok at carmela cosmetics that's carmela with a k and on our website, carmelacosmetics.com. If there's a woman in your life whose story needs to be heard, send me a message to let me know who she is and why she means so much to you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know your thoughts. We want you to feel heard. 